All right. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Deeper Intimacy, a podcast created to bring conscious conversations to you around the topics of intimacy, sexuality, relationships, sensuality, and so much more. I'm really excited to be bringing on a very special guest, and we have a nice, unique history, Aubrey Aurora. And Aubrey is an erotic ritualist and an event curator based in Vancouver, BC. She has spent the better half of a decade creating luxury erotic experiences for people from all walks of life with a gift of deep attention to ambience and atmosphere. Her work is often described as a portal to the depths of your most sensual fantasies. Ah! <laughs> Aubrey, hello and welcome. I can tell myself I get turned on just by reading it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the intention, baby. Oh, it's so good to have you here. Welcome. Mm, thank you. It's nice to be here. Hey, there's so much that we will unpack today. And I'm really looking forward for all of those who are listening to unpacking multiple of the pieces that are in Aubrey's bio alone. But I want to start with why Aubrey, why is she here? Who is she? Why did you invite her on, Amanda? And Aubrey has a really special place in my heart because we met three or four years ago-ish, something around there. Mm Mm-hmm. And we met through Instagram. It was one of those Instagram-like moments where you find a soulmate on Instagram. And she reached out to me and she was at a very beautiful turning point in her life where at the time she was a massage therapist and she was realizing that there was something so much deeper to what she wanted to give and what she wanted to bring forth into the world and making that transition from, okay, I'm doing really well and I do enjoy my massage work, but I know there's something more specifically around embodiment, around sexuality. And she reached out to me and said, okay, here's where I am. Here's where I want to go. Help me get there. (laughs) And we had an amazing journey together. And you're one of those clients where every once in a while, there are those special clients that I have. And it's like this soul sister connection. And I know you know that in your coaching world as well. Like everyone who comes is meant to come into your field. And there are those few where you're like, there's something really special. And over the years, I've been able to watch you grow and watch you build your website and build your brand. And you've come into such a unique flavor of yummy, juicy, tripping, goddess, erotic, mystic energy. And I love following you. And I love seeing all the growth and what you offer to your clients and to the world. And this is why it's a very special episode to have you sitting here. And I'm looking forward to hearing and to having you introduce yourself to the audience and to share maybe even a little bit about the path, because many people think that the path is linear, but it's not necessarily always linear. And what you do today is very unique and it's very special. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that, but maybe you can tell people a little bit about who you are and how you kind of got to the erotic arts chapter of your life. Yeah, well, it's interesting. I'm kind of coming full circle in a bit of a cycle in my life right now. You know, Amanda, before you and I met, I was offering different sensuous kind of energy work, tantric massage, and curating these different experiences for people for about three years. And these experiences were really beautiful. It actually just started with energy work, right? I was a co-owner and co-faculty at this 
the center in Halifax, Nova Scotia. And this was a beautiful community center where there was a workshop space, a healing center. We had a local gift shop of, of local artisans and just a really magical portal in this city of Halifax, which doesn't have too many things like that going on. And so I started offering these energy work sessions to people and my work was all by donation at this point. Mm -hmm. And I noticed a common thread between everybody coming in to be men, women, married, single, postmenopausal, premenopausal. And the common thread was something to do with sexuality sensuality, whether it be, you know, lost passion in marriages, men wanting to come in and harness more sexual life force and gain more mastery over ejaculation, etc. Women wanting to tap in deeper to pleasure. And, you know, after so many, so many clients coming in with this, I took note of this and said, okay, this might be a gift that I have. Mm. This might medicine that I can cultivate in deeper ways that'll be more specific to what these people that I'm here to serve are desiring. So from there, the practice kind of developed into more of a sensory experience where it was not only just energy work, but the five senses got very involved in awakening, opening the sacral, opening the sex center, opening the mind to fantasy and desire and the limitless possibilities that present themselves when we open up to that deeper passion within ourselves and within our relationships. And then I went traveling with the intention to find a Tantra master, which I did. And I worked with him for about two years and he was just really initiating me into, we did some classical Tantra studies, but it was more so what in the Western world we would refer to as Neo-Tantra and from there, my my sessions got even deeper. And this is when ritual got to start being woven in a little bit more. So what used to be energy work sessions that lasted, you know, 45 minutes, 60 minutes turned into hours long rituals of, of dropping into the erotic nature and sensuality. And sometimes this didn't even require touch. You know, how much sexual energy, life force energy can we pulse through our bodies just by simply deciding that we can feel it? Because it's always pulsing. It's always pulsing. And as I'm saying this, I'm feeling called to just invite you and anybody who may be listening to this to close your eyes for a moment. Take a deep breath into your genitals. Inhaling into the heart. And seeing if you can just feel any subtle pleasure in your body simply by being with that, simply by being with the breath. And this is so accessible to us at all times, especially when we go into these spaces that are curated by professionals who help you build this energy. And so this flow was really, really building beautifully. And I was seeing lots of different clients from all walks of life. And then 2020 happened and we all know what happened in 2020. All of the body-based workers had to switch to online work to make a living, to sustain life. And this was an interesting transition for me because what I was doing before, you know, I had no idea how to translate that into an online offering. 
which is where Amanda stepped in. I found this this gorgeous goddess and she supported me. I, I think we worked together, what, like six to nine-ish months, one-on-one. Yeah. And yeah, so it was this process of bringing my, myself online and led into a lot of really beautiful one-on-one offerings, group programs all around eroticism, desire, yada, yada. And these offerings are really beautiful. And this has been the last three, four-ish years that I've, I've been immersed in the online space. And to bring it back of this cycle kind of completing, I actually noticed that my genius got quite diluted in mm. the online space as an atmospheric artist, you know, there's only so much ambiance that you can create through a Zoom screen. (laughs) And it was really beautiful to, you know, make all of these connections all over the world and go through these really, not only physical, but psychological layers of desire and love and passion with many different people. But there's a time that we're in right now where people are craving real in-person connection, real in-person community. And not to say that the virtual communities are not real. This is still very much so real life, but there is something that happens in person where you can feel each other. You can tap into those subtle energetics that really are ripe spaces for that fertile kundalini life force to just pulse within. That doesn't necessarily always happen with that much ease in an online space. So we come to present day where I am now in this phase of actually beginning in less than two weeks now, my last live online offering, because I want to give my attention, give my devotion to curating these in-person events and experiences because that's where the pulse of aliveness is right now. And it's where I feel most excited. It's where I feel Mm -hmm. the most potency that I have to, to offer is. So yeah, that's a little bit about my backstory and, you know, the before and after Amanda effect. You know, she she was a pretty big conduit, I would say. My tantra master was a huge conduit in my my path, as well as before I worked with you, I was in a group mastermind program with Phoenix Amara. She's an amazing erotic ritual artist, and mm-hmm. she really ignited a lot of inspiration for that side of me. And then you know, you, Amanda, you are just such an an all-encompassing powerhouse of a human and just feel like your approach and just your beingness, your essence is very integrative to these juicy in-person temple experiences, the business side of things, the ritual side of things, the sisterhood side of things. And of course, you work with men as well. Like, mm, what does this woman not do? <laughs> well, thank you, love. It's been, yeah, it's been a beautiful journey to see you and to feel you and to watch you grow. And as I was listening, yeah, there's several things that I really resonate with. Like there was this, yeah, I've been playing myself recently around, you know, I don't know, you've probably seen we're hosting these temple experiences, conscious parties, bringing more of this 
Yeah, a lot of the temple work that we do for people who have never heard of a tantric temple before. It's exactly what Aubrey was speaking into. It's like, how do we weave our sensuality, our physicality, the practice of ritual and devotion into expanding what we think is possible in sexuality? It's so funny. I was actually talking to a friend of mine who we're running, her name is Aria Hendricks. We're running a, a tantric initiatress retreat in Ibiza. And she was, <laughs> she was sharing that she was with a lover the other day. And she's like, oh my gosh, he's such a normie. Like, this is how normies have sex. And she was ex- describing the experience and kind of started to blow my mind because I forget where people are. I forget where the mass majority of men and women even are in their understanding of what is possible in sexuality, in eroticism, in eros, in pleasure. And, you know, I feel like I can speak for myself, but I'm sure that you also relate. It's like when you've stepped onto this path of really understanding your sensuality or sexuality, there's so much, like you can go down such a portal and so much expands that it's almost hard for me to remember where I came from, not really feeling my body, not understanding what is possible, like thinking that sex is like in and out and in and out of the penis with very little foreplay, like what in the world, let alone understanding eroticism in general, which is so much further than sex. It as you mentioned, activates all of the senses. And there's so much that can happen within these experiences. And so as I was hearing you, it's also this very interesting place where I feel like I myself am am weaving in between these two worlds. There's this part of me that absolutely loves creating and hosting and, and being even in experiences that are in person And also really honor the online space of the ease and the practicality. And especially for people who might be a little intimidated to come to our spaces because we take you right in. It's like, okay, well, you can also do something online that allows you to just kind of play with your own ritual magic and your own body. And I think there's, there's, I always tell people not one really replaces the other, like go to retreat, have a mind blowing experience it and come back home. Sometimes it can be like, whoa, how do I integrate all of this? Whereas some of the online stuff, it's like, okay, maybe it's not as profound as going away to an experience like the one that you're creating in Italy, which we'll talk about in a moment. But at least it gives me something where I can integrate this into my daily life. So it becomes a little bit more embodied on the daily. And I think holding these two worlds, like, thank goodness that the world is back open again. And we're able to have in-person retreats and we're able to have these types of experiences because, yeah, I think if 2020 taught us anything, it's that we need each other and we need each other in the flesh. And there's something magical that happens when we can hug and see and breathe with each other in, in person. And so I love that you are bringing more of your magic back into not only the Vancouver area, but also around the world. And for those people who I'm also curious, erotic ritualism, what exactly? So you create these experiences for one-on-one clients still, or what is some of the magic that you're planning on creating in Vancouver? And then we can talk about the, the bigger event that you have coming up, which is the title of this episode, which is the erotic renaissance. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Erotic ritual is... It is diving into the mystery of your desire, of your fantasies. Mm. And I host these experiences for 
as a one-on-one offering. This past weekend, I, I led these two lovers through a nine-hour initiation. And I do also a little bit more casually. It doesn't go quite span nine hours, but for groups of three to 30, it's more of so like an erotic immersion slash ritual that will just get the group really feeling that collective erotic energy and harnessing this sensual energy for erotic aliveness. And Mm. what I mean when I speak about erotic aliveness is, is feeling this pulse of excitement in the body and not only a pulse of excitement because we can just relate that to lust, right? And lust is amazing to have, but what's even more amazing is when we can have that lust and ground it in with love. So we have this erotic excitement rising, you know, especially in, in group erotic ritual settings. It's quite interesting. There's a lot of different dynamics that can happen. There's a lot of different energies and attractions that are abound. And when you're being guided and it's intentional and held, it gets to be deeply rooted. You get to stay centered and connected to your intention of why you're actually in an erotic ritual. And Mm -hmm. these spaces can, they can be pretty edgy or they can be pretty intimate and and light so it really depends on where you're at in your own personal practice and you know this is a beautiful part of having somebody curate this for you rather than just going to a group program or going to a public event because it's not catered for you then right so Mm -hmm. what I love doing is curating these these experiences specifically for the individual or the couples or the group of lovers or friends and the process is we have a back and forth of dropping into desires fantasies passions fears shadows and we weave all of that together in what's usually a six to nine hour experience where we work with erotic energy in different ways and again how we work with it depends on your experience and comfort level. And something I always ask my clients for these experiences is, do you want to expand your edges? Mm-hmm. Do you want to play with <laughs> those outskirts of your sexual subconscious and see if you can go past them, see if you can grow beyond them with them and evolve with them. And so this can be, you know, we can be fully clothed the whole time and be working with it more in an energetic sense. We can do something a little bit more edgy and there's nudity and there's touch and there's, you know, sacred sexual worship. We can use different archetypes and symbols and deities, elementals. It's a ritual, right? And, and no matter your spiritual beliefs or your religious beliefs, we are open to experiencing these rituals in any any sort of context, really. So it's a beautiful way to bring in your own beliefs, your own desires, and have them curated in ways that are going to push all of the right buttons 
within your Mm. psyche, within your body, so that this erotic aliveness within the body becomes awakened and you get to meet yourself or your lover, lovers with eyes that are that are seeing you as the mm. best god goddess that you are and that you can be mm. 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 <laughs> it's really beautiful to hear you and it's really eloquent how you put it into words because i feel like when i hear you it's so much of what the temple work that we're doing also here in the netherlands and we take a theme instead of working more, you work more one-on-one and like personalized kind of groups, it sounds. And for us, you can buy a ticket to our experience and we work with a theme. And it's so interesting how in ritual you work with deities, you work with spirit, you work with the magic, the subtle layers of life. It's like, you cannot really plan a ritual. You can intend a ritual, you can invite and you can invoke certain energies, but the ritual magic it has its own way. It's magic. You can't control magic. And Mm -hmm. we play with words. So like, for instance, one of the temples that we had here was called into the mystery. And we really brought in all of these elements of working with our physical, sexual, energetic selves. And the very first thing that we did when people walked in before there was, there's usually about 30 people per event, And before they even go into the main space, we blind, we sage them and then we blindfold them and we bring them through the whole space, blindfolded through all the pillows. They have no idea how big the room is, who else is in the room, what colors, like they know nothing. And we have 30 people sitting on the floor and then we bring them through different embodied experiences, different verbal experiences, all blindfolded. So nobody knows you're not judging what you see, who you see, if you like that person, if you're attracted to that person based on your physical, mental self, which is what we're doing all the time, everything is blindfolded. So you're really moving into sensual expression or sexual expression through a different energetic edge. And then of course, throughout the evening, we're weaving this kind of mystery into the entire experience. And when I hear you, I'm like, oh, I just so wish I was over in Vancouver and I could go to some of your spaces and get inspired and, and yeah, dive into the, some of the magic that you're creating. Cause this is how we grow and we learn from each other, right. As witches and priestesses who are bringing these arts back. Mm, the feeling is so mutual, darling. Blindfolded sensuality into the mystery sounds absolutely delicious. Yeah, yeah. So you, when I was asking you about this episode and how you wanted to bring yourself in, and it originally started because I saw some of the work that you were doing online and I was really excited about, yeah, the upcoming projects and you, you really have such a such a depth to you, which I appreciate so much and such a connection to the divine. And I think this is one of the reasons why we were so attracted to each other. It's like, okay, this queen gets it. She really gets it. And it's interesting when you spoke into this, this word diluted, I understand what you mean. And even in my own personal practice, and I notice this feels yeah, a bit vulnerable for me to share. I've been reflecting lately with myself of like, How am I, by showing up so much online, how am I deluding myself? 
how am I showing up so much online that I'm actually taking away some of the potency and the magic of me being deeply dropped into my own ritual practices and my own leaning back and listening deeper to spirit. And I was, I was at a mastermind the other night and one of the women kind of brought in this word, like it feels diluted, like what you have to give and what you have to share is, is so much more powerful and I, I do think that the online space can be very noisy at times. And I myself have gotten caught up in that noise. And it's, so it's really beautiful to have you here and to have you even just be speaking these words that my subconscious has been bringing forward towards my consciousness. And there's this level and this frequency of depth and ritual and devotion that I don't know so many people who, who know to the caliber that you know. And so as I watch your art and as you bring yourself forward, more of this artist, like I really see you as this like erotic ritual artist through even the things that you share online and the pictures and the graphics and everything that you use to the words that you use. I was very inspired. And then I saw that you were creating an amazing experience in Italy. And when we spoke about, I was maybe going to come and I was really jazzed about going and being a part of it. And my schedule, unfortunately, didn't work with it. But as you started to speak more into it with me, I said, we need to bring this online. We need to bring this online because what you're doing, it's a movement. It's something bigger. It's something so unique. It's something for such a specific type of person And yeah, so this is kind of what sparked this inspiration for this podcast, which is called The Erotic Renaissance. And I would love to have you share, like, first of all, what is the erotic renaissance to you? And then you can share into kind of what you're creating in Italy. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. The erotic renaissance is a rebirth of the way we engage with our erotic nature as humans not only engaging with our our individual eros, but also as a collective, also as a group. And what I've found over the years, and you've probably experienced this a lot as well with your own communities, is how when we come together as groups in these spaces and we're working with sexual energy, erotic energy, there's a bit of a pulse of energy that builds around the group there's like this really magnetic orb that builds in the space and when the intention is there like there always is in ritual that pulse ripples out far and wide and when we are working with sexual energy life force energy it's the most powerful energy that we can work with That's why sex magic Mm. is so potent. And even when we're just doing this with ourselves, you know, it's profound. So imagine that energy multiplied by tenfold or 30-fold even. How much potential is there for this energy of erotic aliveness, of sexual liberation and freedom That is going to seep in to the earth, to the mycelial networks, to the air, and it's going to ripple out into all of our brothers and sisters and therefore into their subconscious minds, into their subtle felt sense 
right? How much do our surroundings and the energy that we're around affect us? You can't tell me that our surroundings and our, the energies that surround us have no effect on us because it truly does. So these spaces, you know, that we're collaborating in, that we're connecting in, that we're intentionally harnessing this beautiful life force energy in is actually changing the world, is actually ushering in this erotic evolution, this erotic renaissance. And it's interesting, you know, when we look at the word renaissance, uh, another meaning for it is rebirth. Mm-hmm. And in the online space in the last two-ish years, you know, this word renaissance has been popping up more and more. Have you heard Beyonce's new album? Renaissance. It's everywhere. It's in every artist's sphere, whether they know it or not. We're on this, this precipice of this time where things are actually changing. The core of the earth right now is literally changing directions in the way that it's moving. You may or may not have seen these articles going around in the past weeks, but we are in a really cool time where we actually get to choose what kind of future we want for ourselves Mm. because we do have enough freedom to do that if we're willing to choose it, if we're willing to deal with the uncomfortable choices of taking any kind of shackles that have been put on by ourselves, by other outside sources. And so the erotic renaissance, it's more of an erupting world than a retreat. It's an erupting Mm -hmm. world full of artistry, ritual, temple arts, theater, weaving myth with modern day empowerment, connection, coming back to the art of celebrating being alive. Mm. And with this experience, there's the intention there to revel in the romance of it all, to have this really deep celebration of life and to come back to this this place whilst also doing it in a way that honors you know modern modern technologies and modern ways of thinking it it's a bit of a rebirth a resurrection of the renaissance times that were so focused on art and beauty and sex and weaving the sacred with the profane mm. did you know that divinity and debauchery can be one and the same when there is an intentional space that can hold that. Mm. And so this event, this experience, it's not a party. It's not somewhere that you can just go and like, we're just having fun, right? It goes deeper than that without being rigid in its requirements for you to show up in certain ways. It's an invitation for your most unhinged expressions to finally meet yourself in all of the ways that you've been longing for. And this will be provoked in a multitude of ways. 
first one being, imagine this. You're gallivanting around Florence for a few days, perhaps, and then you are picked up and brought to a 500-year-old castle that drips with antiquity and evocative modern luxury. The doors open and the space fully submerges you in your senses, almost as if you've stepped into another world entirely. Your eyes feast on everything happening before you, the performers, the beauty, the history, the potential to make a new history. The aromas wafting through the air drop you deeper into your sensuality, deeper into your senses. You're shown to your private chambers. And then the Renaissance commences. We host a opening ceremony devoted to the goddess Venus. We open up the space, particularly the lover's lounge, the altar of Venus, so that all of the pleasure that is had, all of the love that is made throughout these four evenings is literally an act of devotion. This pleasure, this love is literally, are literally offerings to Venus. And what happens when we offer to the divine, there's a certain depth, there's a certain beauty and meaning that gets implanted into the space. It charges the atmosphere with protection and often with a bounty of blessings. Mm. And these four nights will continue with all kinds of romance and revelry. We're going to have, oh, <laughs> we have so many amazing facilitators coming just to give you an idea of some of the things you may experience the art of sexual worship, the art of seduction and lap dance, sex magic, of course. We're going to have some maestros teaching erotic art classes that will be quite hands-on. We are going to have a erotic masquerade with an internationally acclaimed musician who I'm very excited to announce soon. And we are going to have three different chambers within this castle as well. One chamber being the Garden of Eden. And the Garden of Eden is somewhere to delight in the lighter flavors of sensuality and love. It's where you can explore intimacy in ways that are perhaps more energetic, subtle, sensuous, and then we're going to have the Dungeon of Delight. Can you guess what's going to be going on in there? <laughs> Some place so I think I would like to go. <laughs> so the Dungeon of Delight will be an invitation for people to explore their darker sides of Eros. There will be kink play in there. There will be representations of healthy dynamics within mm. that kind of intimacy. And the beautiful thing about these different chambers is they're actually going to be curated. So while you will have a lot of freedom to roam around and just, you know, let the mystery unfold before you, there's also going to be 
a really knowledgeable facilitators, maestros, maestras that are going to be leading different practices in these spaces at different points in the night. So it's again, just about coming back to your center, not getting lost in the extravagance of it all, actually being guided if you would like to and learning more things as well. You know, you might be super curious about coming to the Dungeon of Delight, but have no experience with kink. That's okay. We have people there that are going to create a safe and fertile environment for you to explore these fantasies of yours. Mm. And then we're going to have the third chamber, the altar of Venus, the lover's lounge. And this is going to be the one space where penetration can happen, where the lovers go to bestow their offerings to Venus and many things can happen happen at the altar of Venus. So these are some of the things that you can expect to experience at the Renaissance. We're also going to have um, black tie, fine dining. Each night we have some amazing Italian chefs coming to help us in, in putting on these tantric styled feasts where we're really just delighting in the senses and the sensuality of being served three course meals. The castle, of course, has a pool, a jacuzzi, quite an archaic library that I personally am very excited to feast my brain upon. And there will be little nooks and portals hidden within the castle for you to get lost in, but it is up to you to find your way there and to unlock these doors of mystery and see where they lead you. Mm. Mm, Aubrey I'm so sad I can't go (laughs) like I was already so sad that like the one month that is so full for me is the month that you're doing this it's like really like wow I'm just like everything inside of me is both bursting open and like crumbling and melting at the same time when I hear you speak it's wow, what you speak and what you share of and what you're going to create. And I also know because a big part of, yeah, a big community that I was, that I am and still in some way a part of here in the Netherlands is very much similar to what you're, what you're creating. And I know that it's a big journey to create this. And I just also want to commend you for not only your bravery and the openness at which you're willing to invite creativity and the divine to meet you, but also the steps to pull all of these people together, because it is really a labor of love, like what you're doing and what you're creating with the amount of time and the amount of energy and getting the team together and, and getting to the venue early. Like I know from my own experience, it is really an act of devotion. It's a devotion that you are, that you're gifting to the world through this experience. And yeah, I'm really sad that I'm not going to be at this one. I'll definitely be at the next one. And yeah, wow. Like, wow. I'm really, yeah, almost even lost for words with how you are able to create through your mind alone, but let alone curate an experience like this. And yeah, I know, I'm curious, how many people are you expecting to be there altogether? Obviously there's quite a big team. And then you have tickets for people who are feeling like, oh my God, this is everything I've ever wanted. Yeah, what what does that look like? 
Yeah, there will be 24 people staying overnight in the castle. Mm -hmm. So there's 11 cast members and we have six tickets for men left and six tickets for women left. So it'll be an intimate journey. Yes. And it will be full of, of the right people. You know, I, there's applications pouring in already and I love that. I love seeing them. I've shared this only privately with people today, actually. Mm -hmm. It's a big day. (laughs) And, you know, it's not a popularity contest, but there is a process, an application process to really ensure that this space is what we desire it to be. Absolutely. Full of the people who are going to come in and really bring this experience to life in a way that honors the dynamics of the artist and the muse. And mm. this is another really important element that I'm feeling to share that's going to be woven into the Renaissance is our anchor each day will, will be our erotic theater. And erotic theater really weaves in this, <laughs> this element of embodied experience and understanding of our own personal hero heroine journey so the theater production is going to bring the birth of venus to life so some Mm -hmm. of you may be familiar with the infamous birth of venus painting done by sandro botticelli and the infamous muse simonetta vespucci So Sandro and Simonetta are actually going to be at the Renaissance. And rumor has it that Venus herself may also be gracing us with her presence. And these three are going to be weaving a story throughout the four evenings that are not only going to follow the the process of Simonetta opening herself as the muse, opening to her sensuality and opening to becoming immortalized in this painting, not only is she going to be experiencing that, but she's going to be inviting the attendees, the audience Mm -hmm. to go through this journey within their own inner workings and their own experiences. So while Simonetta is opening enough to her sensuality and connecting with her pleasure in ways that are going to make it possible for her to sit for Sandro and model for this, this painting, on the flip side, Sandro is going to be experiencing, oh, I actually can't just run up to a woman and say, be my model, let me immortalize you. It's, it's a bit much. The passion is beautiful, but perhaps there needs to be more care taken with creating safety for her, creating a romantic seduction so that mm. there's actually a fertile landscape and atmosphere for Simonetta and you, the audience, the attendee, to open up to that side of yourself, to open up to the Mm. depths of your willingness to not only embrace your own eroticism, but to let it be celebrated by others. And so in this journey, there's going to be quite a few opportunities to tap in and embrace our inner muse and our inner artist. And you may be going into one of these archetypes deeper than the other throughout the four nights. 
Wow. <laughs> I feel like I'm taken on a ride, like just as I listen to you. And what's so interesting as I listen to you, because I've been in similar spaces like this, I know the magic. Like I already know it's like an acid trip, but you're completely sober <laughs> and you're just on this, like you're riding the current of energy. Like Eros is the drug and it's one of the best elixirs I know of. And so I'm <laughs> so excited for what you're creating. And I know that this is just, yeah, this is the beginning of something much bigger. And yeah, so my question is, is when is this experience? So people who are listening can kind of already look at their calendars and see if, if they can have this space. Yes. Yeah, so this experience is late October. I'm going to say the ninth. October 19th to October 23rd. I may be off a day or two, but the dates are on my website in Vincerina Triame, Italy. So you will fly into the Florence airport, make the most mm -hmm. sense. Late October, save the date, dear voyagers. Mm -hmm. My goodness, it's so amazing. I'm very, very, very much looking forward to anybody who gets to join this experience. And I think I have one more question for, is it something for, for couples or something for singles or it doesn't matter or, or how does, how do you navigate with couples or singles or, yeah. Yeah, couples and or singles can come. So we're going to have a pretty, a pretty balanced space of masculine and feminine energy just to keep that, that juicy polarity alive. But, you know, coming as a couple, whereas singles, unless they would want to upgrade to a private chamber, the chambers would be shared with one other person. Whereas for couples, you'll just get put in the same room. So you don't have to share a room with other people unless you want to. <laughs> Maybe at some point you will. <laughs> but we'll leave that up to you to decide. <laughs> oh, Aubrey, it's been just such a joy and such a delight. I can already tell that I'm going to send the Mr. and Mrs. Crew this episode, maybe even before it gets live and say, listen to this, it will inspire you even more because some of the stuff that we're creating is also yeah, very similar, of course, in frequency. That's why we resonate. And I think you've just taken it. You've taken the theatrical side to the next level. And I'm really, really excited for you. I really loved being here with you tonight for me to the morning, tomorrow morning or the morning <laughs> for you all the way over in Vancouver. And yeah, for people who are interested in following Aubrey or her Instagram, of course, I'm going to leave this in the show notes as well, but it's Aubrey, that's A-U-B-R-E-Y. And then another Y and Aurora. And then of course there's her website as well, which is Aubrey Aurora. Aurora. <laughs> Say that three times fast. Yeah. Aurora. <laughs> Dot com. And if you want to hear about the erotic renaissance, it's backslash erotic renaissance. But all of this is going to be available in the show notes. And of course, I highly recommend following Aubrey. She has amazing content. She does incredible things. If you're in the Vancouver area, obviously she does beautiful experiences in that area. And who knows, maybe you're like, Hey, I really want you to come create this magical erotic Renaissance and you live in Greece or Switzerland or wherever. I'm sure you can reach out to her and see what she has up her sleeve for you. So Aubrey, thank you for doing the work that you're doing in the world. Thank you for your depth of devotion to 
the reclamation of our erotic nature. Thank you for being the woman that felt the call to go deeper, to share her magic with the world and listened to that. Thank you for reaching out to me on Instagram (laughs) those years ago and trusting me as someone who could support you in that next phase of your life. And I'm so fucking excited for this next evolution and this renaissance for you and what you're birthing into the world. And I cannot wait for the dates of the next one, which I will put in my calendar ahead of time (laughs) because I will be there for sure. Thank you, lovely. It's been such a pleasure as always. And yeah, deep gratitude for you for being such a conduit to to this process of making the choice to choose this lifestyle and to choose these expressions and these experiences. And with that, beloveds, I would love to hear if there are things that touched you or moved you in this episode. Please feel free to send us, myself or Aubrey, a message on Instagram. Let us know. Of course, leave a review or leave a comment below and what touched you. I hope this awakened you and inspired you to get even more in connection with your pleasure, with your body, with your eros. If not, please dive deeper into that expression. I promise (laughs) it won't lead you wrong. Thank you so much, Aubrey. It has been an absolute pleasure. And yeah, everyone, we'll see you next time on the next episode.